Welcome to Transformation. This is farm broadcaster Don Wick with the latest edition of our podcast series. Transformation is made possible through a partnership by the Red River Farm Network, Linder Farm Network, and Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Numerous stakeholders have also provided support, including the Minnesota Farm Bureau Foundation and the West Central Initiative Fund. These are challenging times in agriculture. Markets are extremely volatile, input costs are sky high, and the global political environment very chaotic. Our guest is Brent Meschke, who is a farmer and an agricultural lender. Brent, let's start by way of introduction. Tell us a bit more about yourself. Yeah, so um, from Lake Crystal, Minnesota, I grew up just about five miles south of town here on uh, uh, sheep and hog and corn, soybean, alfalfa farm. Uh, I went to school out in SDSU for four years out there, um, came back home. Uh, worked at a local co-op as a sales agronomist for about three and a half years, and uh, the last two years now, I've been at Minstar Bank as an egg lender. Started here with uh, a good mentor, Kent TC, which is a pretty widely known name, I'd say, and you know he's kind of <clears throat> guided me and got me started going here on the lending side. And at the same time, I've been able to been able to farm. Uh, about 200 acres of my own, and then uh, uh, about 650 ewes we have. Uh, we lamb at home. I got about 30, 40 of my own there. So definitely helps with the lending position here, kind of seeing both sides of the table. No doubt about it. Brent, obviously a very different time. We've got prices good uh, for nearly every commodity, but these costs have escalated as well. And this year, it's it's a kind of a different year. We may not even get all the crop inputs that we need. From your perspective, how would you describe the the situation that you're going through and, and uh, the farmers that you're, you're dealing with are going through. It's definitely a different scenario, obviously, operation by operation. Those who were in hog country, Blue Earth, Martin County, Nicollet County, um, Watwan. So, you know, it kind of all depends on the operation. Those that are really heavy hog manure, you know, their main focus might be you know, let's make sure we get our chemical locked in. You know, that's their main focus. And those who don't have, you know, hogs and are on the commercial fertilizer side, there's definitely a lot of different scenarios that played on earlier in the year. You know, there's some ability to prepay those input costs. You know, I'd say some did lock in some input costs and said, you know, if it goes up or down, at least we kind of hedge our risk a little bit as far as input costs go. And starting to see the roller coaster that's happening with the commodity markets and input costs and it's it's definitely you know a, a tough situation to kind of work through as everything is rising um, interest rate is definitely the next topic i would say that's out there and um, we'll see what happens with that uh, obviously a sticker shock is that forcing farmers to uh take out a, a bigger loan or are we going to have to be borrowing more because of some of these high input costs? You know, I haven't seen it too much, I guess, as people expanding their uh, annual operating loan. And with that being said, you know, we came off of 2021, we did did see or were able to grab some better or some more elevated commodity markets, which, you know, may have helped the cash position with some operations. But on the other token, some have said, well, is there going to be a bigger switch to soybeans? In this area, um, I guess, you know, I haven't seen that. I, everything is kind of staying on that rotation or those who are corn on corn than soybeans. 
I have not seen that rotation switch at all. So, you know, realistically, yeah, your your input costs are rising, but as far as expanding that annual operating loan, there hasn't really been a need for it. And um, I think that's just due to uh, having a little better, you know, cash position going into 2022. Let's talk about that sit down that the uh, farmer has with with their with their lender. It, it always has to be, you know, a bit of an anxious time. Are you seeing a little more anxiety just because of the that up and down that roller coaster ride you talk about? You know, a little bit. Obviously, you know, we've seen commodity prices go up, and so then you know, the first question is always, well, what are rents going to do? And you know, obviously rents were a big discussion, but that input cost was just as big of a discussion. But it went back to, you know, we sit down, look at a current financial statement, balance sheet, and, you know, the big one is what's the cash flow look like? What's the projection look like? You know, what's been sold? What's been, what's marketed? What do you have, you know, for old crop that left that's going to be marketed? What are you projecting to sell on your new crop or what do you already have sold on futures, do you have any hedges? You know, what's your? Do you have any cash sales out there? And putting together that cash flow, I think you know, starting with very accurate financials is key. Once you have those accurate financials, you can sit down and okay, here we are today. Now let's put this projection together based around cost. You know, in the past years, now that's good for your fuel and your other costs that you usually incur but obviously input costs is a big one so that was the that was kind of the kicker is, is has it been paid for or has it not been paid for and you know that definitely could sway this cost per acre that break even um quite a bit brent does covid have any impact in these conversations you're having with your your, your uh, clients you know this year it really hasn't you know we're still sit down at the desk and I would say last year was you know maybe a little more difficult as it was going around and it was a little more new it it was you know a few more phone conversations and a few more things over email and you know we just had to work through that it's much easier meeting face to face and going through these things uh, balance sheet projections going through that stuff in person is much easier as we can sit down and look at what has been prepaid, um, what is sold versus trying to dissect all that and figure it out over the phone or, you know, via email that gets a little difficult. So I would say going forward here in 2022, the COVID thing hasn't really hasn't uh, been a burden. We're still dealing with things like product shortages and, and this whole supply logistic issue has been a a big challenge. It's, we really can't rely on past experience in some of these type of situations. What's that do to the decision-making process? Yeah, you know, it's as a lot of people would probably know this year is the chemical side of it, you know, has really gotten interesting. Your Roundups and your Liberty and those, I guess, are the two common ones that I hear. Once again, you, you find different avenues or a lot of it was at that prepay time, there's a lot of rumbling going on of, hey, they're not sure if they're going to have this, so we got to pay for it. Well, there's a lot of get it paid for and make sure you have it. But with that being said, let's hope everything's in the sheds and sprayers can be loaded and away we go. The decision-making part around that, you know, it didn't, I don't think it affected a lot of decisions, but it definitely is in the back of everybody's mind of let's get this in our shed and make sure we have it. But there hasn't been, I wouldn't say there's been a lot of worry so far as we know yes there's a shortage of a few chemistries out there but we'll deal with it there there's different options now you look at 
whether it's the extend platform on the soybeans or it's the enlist platform each one has different options that or different avenues that a person can go down if there was a shortage of a product and so i would say that's been huge you know there there's a lot of there's a lot more options out there than there was 10 years ago on the soybean side as we get to different traits and different genetics. How should that grower prepare, that farmer prepare for that meeting with the, the lender as they try to secure that operating loan? A lot of it I like, you know, is to call in tax time's a big one, okay? Usually at tax time, you're going last year's expenses, you're getting everything aligned, uh, making sure everything's recorded, and everything's taken care of what well, that time at that time is a really good time to also start working on next year's balance sheet because a lot of those values that you're going over are fresh in your mind and so that's really a good time to sit down and say okay let's get taxes done values are fresh in our mind all of our numbers let's work on the balance sheet you know and so once green inventories and um balance on the line of credit and term debt payments that are due, any capital purchases, any capital sales, that's a great time to get that balance sheet put together. And and the projection, you know, a, a lot of times that starts at the first of the year and you, you project what you're going to do, but it's also good even after, you know, you meet with the lender is as you make sales, put them into that projection. You know, you may sell something higher than what you projected. And so that'll, you know, that'll only help. And um, personally, I like to use FinPAC. Um, it's worked, I've gotten to know that, so it's worked really well for me. Um, and we have some, you know, there's some operators that work with farm business management, and that's great, have multiple meetings throughout the year with them. And that that's really helped a lot, you know, always just knowing where, what position you're at. And as you make those sales, it definitely helps a lot. You're pretty young in this business. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking uh, your generation, it's the mindset when you look at the dollars we're talking about here, uh, just to deal with putting a crop in the ground anymore and the rising land rents, those kind of things. From a young farmer perspective, what's, what's that look like? Yeah, you know, it's definitely... Definitely interesting when you start uh, looking at the farming side of it. You know, it's obviously, it's big dollar amounts. It is. And there's no doubt about that whatsoever. And and it's not so much, I would say, you know, I'm 28 years old. I would say it's not even so much the younger generation. There's farmers that I work with that are 10, 15 years older than me, and they're way more tech savvy than I am. What's come along with the technology is you know what the capabilities are of a farm. You know, things now are not a whole farm average. It's field by field. Uh, these yield monitors, these planter monitors, from variable rate planting to your yield, your yield monitors, you know, telling you that field by field average, I think, is huge, especially when it comes to those rental discussions. helps a lot. But with the rising costs, I'd say there's not as much worry when a person knows what the capabilities are of the farms that they're operating. And that all, a lot of that comes from the technology side. Uh, it starts in the planner and results come in the combine. And at the end of the year, when you analyze that, um, you start to get multiple years of that farm. Obviously, weather events can happen, but when you have multiple years on that one farm, you start to know what the production capabilities are of that. So even though these large numbers start to get a little scary at times, when you put the pen to the paper and put it against the production of that farm, you know, I think it gives a little bit of relaxation to 
the numbers associated with it. Is that any consideration for young folks trying to get into the business of farming? It depends what numbers. If we want to look at rents, definitely a consideration up to know what are the capabilities of that farm. A person has to try and really figure out the capabilities of what you can produce at what cost and what is the land payment of that and will it work. You know, that's that's number one. And But then when you look at the land prices out there right now to purchase land, um, you know, we've it's been anywhere from, I would say, 6500 to Eleven to twelve thousand dollars an acre. Now, as a young farmer, that that gets difficult. So, you know, there's beginning farmer loans and stuff like that that we've utilized and ha- and have helped a lot. But uh, it definitely the the rising commodity prices and the rising of uh, or the increase of land price. You know, it makes it more difficult. I always like to look at is control the controllables that you can, and there comes a point where there's certain things like the weather that. Uh, you just have to let it play out and see what it brings. And obviously you want to keep that communication going between the farmer and the lender as well. Yep, that's big too. You know, as you know, if you work with your lender on the on the cash flow side of it and as you make those marketing decisions throughout the year, um, it definitely helps to communicate with your lender and input those those corn soybean prices that were marketed um, into that cash flow and other expenses throughout the year as well and whether it's communication with the lender on that or at least you know on your own cash flow at home and put those numbers into there and that way a person knows where they stand throughout the year as far as uh, projected net farm income goes and I think that's I think that's really important to always just know where you're at. Again our thanks to Brent Meschke a farmer and an ag lender He's at Lake Crystal, Minnesota. Funding for this episode was provided by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture. A reminder, you can hear all of our transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Or you can go to the podcast tab at linderfarmnetwork.com. Transformation is also available in all the other places where you typically find podcasts, such as Spotify or iTunes. As always, I'd like to remind you that help is available if you're dealing with a stressful situation. There's the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline, which is free and confidential. It is available 24-7. All of the calls are answered by trained counselors. That helpline number is 833-600-2670. Or you can simply text 898211. Information is also available at minnesotafarmstress.com. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.